Before we start, I just want to remind all of you that this podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. That's rockauto.com. What is up everybody? Welcome into Locked On Tigers. I am your host Chris Castellani. Today's show was supposed to be a mailbag show, and it will be a mailbag show, though some news has dropped over the last couple days that I do want to talk and and probably rant about. I will say, I made a a minor mistake. Nobody pointed it out, but this stuff drives me nuts. I'm very OCD-ish when it comes to this kind of stuff. So I do want to say, the last podcast I did, I mentioned that in 2018, the Tigers celebrated the 40th anniversary of the 1968 World Championship team. My math was wrong, or not even my math, it was just I misspoke. It was obviously 50 years since 1968. I just wanted to point that out. Like I said, it's those minor things that kind of drive me nuts. I'm very much a perfectionist. But I do want to talk about some news real quick. For a second there, there was hope for a baseball season. There really was. I think Rob Manfred knew they were in the zero hour. It was desperation time. He met up with Tony Clark, head of the Major League Players Association, and they kind of started to etch out what a season could look like. And they came out of it with a lot of hope. 60 games, full prorated pay for the players. Finally, finally, full prorated pay. It seemed like things were starting to come into fruition. It seemed like we were inches away from having a season. And the players said, you know what? 60 games, better than 48, we would all agree. How about we do 70? Let's do 70 games. You know, that's close to halfway. I think that's a reasonable deal. And the owners not only rejected that, they were downright offended that the players even countered with an offer like that. If you read some of the tweets, they were saying, oh, this deal, it's dead on arrival. This is preposterous. It's the worst deal yet. I'm so blown away by that response. They acted as though someone had kidnapped their mothers. Guys, it's 10 games. It's 10 bleeping games. You throw in a couple double headers, you can knock that out in a week. In a week. This is insanity. This goes beyond being so rich that you become stupid. I think they're mentally unwell. It's 10 games. It ain't a full three months. It's 10 games. One, zero games. They're talking about double headers. You could play that whole thing in a week. Insanity. Pure insanity and chaos. When I read that, my eyes rolled so far in the back of my head, I almost went blind. 10 games, and they're freaking out about it. 10 games. And I'm sure some schmo on Twitter or somewhere will say, well, you know, 10 games actually is worth a lot because if you take into account uh, uh, the amount of Louisville slugger bats that get broken over a nine-inning span and, and you multiply that by the amount of hot dogs that aren't being sold in the concession stands and times that by gentrification, the owners are actually set to lose X amount of money o- over 10 games. Doesn't matter. 10 games, you can deal with it. These guys are going to make more money tomorrow than I will make in my lifetime. I don't want to hear it. You own a baseball team. When you own a baseball team, you are part of a massive conglomerate. And there's no other profession so hellbent on making sure that that product doesn't see the light of day like baseball owners. There's no other profession you could say that about. You, you won't go up to somebody and say, hey, what do you do? And they say, oh, you know, I, I work for Boeing. I, I, I build airplanes. Oh, cool. Any, any big aspirations for the year? Oh, no, not really. To be honest, I don't care if half the planes crash. What? This has gone beyond 
just greed. This is il- this is illness. This is mecha greed. This is this is the ultimate of greediness. To not want to push it for a whole 10 more games in order just to salvage a season. This is insanity. And then, not to mention, I forgot, I forgot to bring this up, that the cherry on top of all this is that they came out and said, well, 70 games is impossible because there's that second wave that might come and you don't want you worry about the player's safety. Stop. How dare you? Honest, I, I never use this phrase. How dare you? You have futzed around for two months just insistent on making sure these players don't get their full prorated salary. If you would have bent earlier when they proposed, I don't know, 114 games or 100 games or 90 games, you could have paid them the full prorated and gotten this thing done by October. But you futzed around because you were, you were hell-bent on making sure these guys didn't get paid their full prorated salaries. I don't want to hear that. Don't give me the safety concerns. How dare you? And I told you, I told you this was going to happen. I told you that they were going to do something like this, that they were going to get to a point where they were on the verge of not having a season. And instead of blaming it on themselves, which they should, they were going to blame it on the players or they were going to blame it on the safety protocols in place. Garbage, complete garbage. I have no respect for any of these men. You, you want to know why I'm so embarrassed by a lot of my early content, it's because I say things in those videos that I would never ever say to these guys in real life, and I feel like that is unfair, that's not nice, that's unkind, I regret doing that, but what I'm about to say is something I would say straight up to Chris Illich or any of these owners to their faces, I have no respect for them, I wouldn't shake their hands if they offered it to me, you own a baseball team and you don't love baseball, you should be ashamed of what you do. Oh, and by the way, where have they been? Where have the owners been through this whole process? Where have they been? You see the media talking. You see players voicing their their concerns, their issues. Where are the owners? Has any owner so much has stepped forward and opened his mouth or done a television or a radio interview through this whole process? I don't think so. They have hid in their holes like little babies. Are they just hiding from the sun when they come out of this? Are they all going to look like Stephen Merchant and Logan, just pale, ghostly messes of humans? Speak up. Say something. If you want to get on the players and say that the players are being greedy, I, you know, I don't necessarily agree with you, but you have a right to voice that opinion. The one thing you can't disagree with me on is that they have spoken up about these issues. They've gone on television. They've, they posted their, their beliefs on Twitter. They've talked about it on social media. Guys like Trevor Bauer have made videos discussing it. Andrew McCutcheon as well. These owners have done nothing. It's been guerrilla warfare. They've thrown a grenade and then they run away and then they cower and write these little pre-written statements. Babies. Babies, cowards, all of them. I I think for the most part, because I'm not someone, because like I've said, it is trendy to rip billionaires. I get that. And I've talked about this. You go back and listen to some of my podcasts even a couple weeks ago. I was not completely ripping the owners. I was saying, you know, I think I'm more pro player. Let's see how they negotiate. Let's see how this works out. I'm done with that now. You, you come forth with an option. You you bring 60 games, full prorated pay, expanded postseason rosters, no, or I'm sorry, DH in both leagues, fine. The players counter and say, hey, we want to play more games. Let's, let's do 70. If you own a team, if you are in the right frame of mind and you own a baseball team, to have any other answer other than yes means you aren't a stable living person. You just aren't. Your brain just hasn't developed as a baseball fan or as a baseball owner. And I hate to I hate to talk about it in those terms, but like, th- there's no other option. It's pure insanity. 
I don't know, man. This, this whole process has completely worn me down. I'm so exhausted. Do I think we're going to have baseball at this point? You know what? I, I actually have come to terms. I think we will. I think we will. I think they'll agree to 60 or 65 games. But this has been the the final nail in the coffin in terms of how the legacy of this these whole negotiations is going to look. To deny a whole 10 more games simply because of money is outrageous. Make a deal this weekend or kiss your sport goodbye. But then again, if you're an owner of a baseball team, maybe you don't care about that. Maybe you don't care about kissing the sport goodbye as long as you're counting your checks. Embarrassing. Embarrassing, in my opinion, honestly. And I'm sorry to rant. I'm sorry to ramble. This news actually broke me. I can't tell you how infuriated I was just by the response. Because had they have come out and just said, hey, you know what? We, we were willing to negotiate 70, you know, maybe it's a bit much. I wouldn't have believed him. I wouldn't have believed him. But if they would have just came out and said, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it, we'll talk about it. But to be so adamant, the, the vitriol, oh my God, I, I can't believe that they even proposed a, a whole, I don't know why they sound like Lindsey Graham to me. I, they, they just do. I can't believe they proposed a whole 10 more games. Whatever will we do? That You know what that means? That means this year I might make $49 billion as opposed to 50 Cry me a river. Shut up. Get a deal done this weekend. Mailbag questions next segment. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Built Bars are tasty. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. 16 amazing flavors, 8 chocolate nut flavors, eight chocolate nut-free flavors. It says so on the packaging. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. I had my very first one just the other day, the peanut butter brownie one. And unlike a lot of other protein bars, which have a little bit of crunch to them, these, they really do melt in your mouth. And Built Bars are healthy too. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or girl lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Look at uh, something like the peanut butter brownie, the one I just talked about. That's 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, 3 grams of sugar, 3 grams net carbs. You can try them today, but we have a special offer as well. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Use the promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. And we're back. So I listened back to that first segment. I just want to say my statement that the owners are 
ill for not wanting to play those 10 more games. I mean that in a tongue-in-cheek way. Obviously, you need to be of sound mind and sound body, and all these owners, as angry as I am at them, and as much as I have lost respect for all of them, have achieved something in their life in order to get to a point where they're owning a baseball team. I fundamentally disagree with how they have handled themselves completely through these whole negotiations, but I just I want to make that point clear. That's that's a just a little jab. It's not serious. As people, while I disagree completely with them professionally, maybe they're fine. I just want to make that clear. So I did get a fair amount of questions for Mailbag this week. A lot of them were personal questions or questions about other sports, which I thought was kind of strange. Like, you guys do know this is Locked on Tigers, and I'm not opposed to answering personal questions. In fact, I'll answer uh, one or two on today's show. But yeah, just going forward, when I put that word out, just make sure, you know, yeah, I'm fine answering the personal stuff, but if you want to ask questions about the Tigers, that would be much, much appreciated. The first question comes to us from Matt in Syracuse, New York. He says, Chris, question for the next mailbag show. Have you had a chance to look at the upcoming free agent list for the next couple of years? As our top prospects get set to be up in Detroit in 2021, 2022, and now Torque and Green, hopefully in 23, hopefully sooner, actually, Matt, who makes sense as ideal targets? I know it's all a pipe dream. Still would love to hear your take. Well, that's a really good question. To me, obviously, going forward over the next couple of years, you're going to have guys like Springer and Mookie Betts who after this season are going to be free agents and Francisco Lindor in a few years. Obviously, every team is going to try to make a run at Mookie, it, you know, at least the teams that can. You know, Obviously, Oakland isn't going to try to, but the Tigers have a lot of money. Don't let them fool you. They are loaded with cash, and I think if they're intelligent at all and care at all, they will spend it when the time is right. To me... You put all your eggs in the Francisco Lindor basket the second he becomes a free agent. It makes too much sense. By the time he's a free agent, you would think that these Tigers prospects will be on the up and up. They'll have been in the major leagues for one, maybe even two years. You have a third baseman, hopefully the future, in Torque. You're going to have somebody at first. I don't know who that's going to be. Obviously, it won't be Miggy. He'll be DHing. You're going to need a reliable shortstop, and there is no more of a reliable shortstop than Francisco Lindor. He'll still be fairly young. Like I said, I think that will make too much sense. You see often, you see, you saw it with Bryce Harper, guys signing these massive contracts while also staying in the division. While Lindor might not know Detroit as well as he knows Cleveland, he's played here a million times. He's beaten the Tigers a million times. He's hit at Comerica really well very often. That will make a lot of sense, and that that is to me is the the golden goose of this whole thing. You got to go for that. Francisco Lindor to the Tigers would be a dream, and I think it would symbolize a new era of Tigers baseball. That will be officially a transition into the kind of high roller sweepstakes that the Tigers were in in the Dombrowski era. I would love to see that, and that is my dream. The next question comes to us from Maddie Tweets at 44Tippin on Twitter. Is there a cover-up that you can remember that is worse than the Yankees letter? Now, obviously, I talked about this a bit on Monday. The Yankees have since appealed that to the judge, hoping that that letter does not become open, which isn't suspicious at all. You would think if there's nothing to hide, they would say, yeah, go ahead and open the letter. I'm not going to call it a cover-up yet, but like all processes in the court of law, it's going to be a while until more news breaks about that. It's going to take a second. And it's upsetting because you want to see all this sign-stealing crap be brought to the forefront the way it was with Houston. And if the Yankees cheated, they deserve to be punished for it. It's going to take a little while, but I think eventually that letter will be opened and we'll find out that news. If not, and they say, oh no, you can keep the letter sealed, 
the the blowback will be insane, and it should be. I'm tired of cheating in baseball. Whether they cheated or not, we deserve the right to find out whether they did. And if it turns out to be a cover-up, I will cover that, no pun intended, a, a ton on this podcast when the time is right. Last question for the mailbag segment. This is from Clee fan, obviously Cleveland fan, CLE fan 330 on Twitter. If you could be in sports talk in any city besides Detroit slash Michigan era, where would it be and why? Well, I think the person from Cleveland asked this question very shrewdly because they knew what my response would probably be. What's that city in the Shawshank Redemption that Tim Robbins' character wants to go to in Mexico? Zinwandendejo, is that how you pronounce it? I should know that by heart. That's like the best movie of all time, the Shawshank Redemption. But to me, Cleveland is Zinwandendejo. And I know that might surprise some people, and I'm sure everyone listening to this is hearing this for the first time. I'm not really big on living in Michigan my entire life. I wouldn't be completely opposed to it. I've made some incredible memories here in Michigan, in Lansing and, and in other cities in this state as well. But you know, my dream would be to find a way to, to monetize content, get to a point where I'm financially able to support myself keep my allegiances the same, stay a diehard Tigers fan and a diehard Michigan fan. That will never change, but move somewhere else. And that somewhere else would, I would love for that to be Cleveland. And that might surprise some people. You'd say, why Cleveland? I I don't know. It's just, it's close enough to home where I can be in touch with my family and visit them, but not far away enough where I feel isolated. Like that would be my dream. Every time I've been there, it's been a wonderful experience. I have this weird relationship with the fans of the Indians and the fans of, of the teams in that city. They have embraced me more than I ever thought possible. It's been one of the great joys of my life getting to know and meet some of those people. It really has been fantastic. I love Cleveland. Ohio is a blue-collar state like Michigan, and I love Michigan, and, and I, I'm fine staying here for the time being, and I will visit here often, but I want a fresh start somewhere and to be able to, to make my own path in a separate city, in a separate state, would be the dream. I, I love Cleveland. I would love to talk about sports in Cleveland or do whatever I want in Cleveland, review movies in Cleveland. Uh, that would be phenomenal. I would love a fresh start at some point. So that's actually going to do it for the mailbag segment. That was obviously kind of a personal question, and that's fine. I have no problem uh, giving you a personal answer. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow this show on Twitter at Locked on Tigers. If you have any questions for our next mailbag segment, you can send those to this show's Gmail account, LockedOnTigers at gmail.com. I will be back here on Monday with a new week's worth of shows. Hopefully we'll know whether or not we're going to be playing baseball here pretty soon. This has been a real grind, but I appreciate all of you guys listening. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend and go Tigers.